Mike and T are in the building from Compound Athletics. This is Chalk My Back. Did y'all get the brochure, the packet I sent you that had the the printout of our intro theme song so that you could sing it at this point? (laughs) My printer ran out of ink, so... Shit, well, we can wait if you wanted to go down to the local library or uh, (laughs) anything like that. But no, we can can just get right into it. We have have Mike and Taylor, she goes by T, uh, in the building here today, metaphorically. From Combat and Athletics. Hey, everybody. Let's give a round of applause. Yeah, you know, I told the story a few episodes ago of a kind of excursion I had in, in uh, Fort Worth where I was getting my mother-in-law a spa gift certificate. And I was passing by this very unassuming gym. And this, this gentleman was outside. And I was like, hey is this like a cross gym or like a powerlifting gym? Like what's the, what's the vibe in here? And he just kind of looks at me and he's like, let me show you. He just, he just kind of scooped me up uh, like a baby bird in his mouth. And he just, he, he walked me, he walked me inside and I met, you know, I met T and I met Mike and like, you know, they were just the nicest people that they had a class going on. And just like the whole vibe of compound athletics was like very, I guess I don't know how to say it other than like clean, modern, not like, you know, not dusty, not, you know, not, it, it's a CrossFit <laughs> gym. I guess, would you classify compound athletics as a CrossFit gym? Uh, no, I, I would classify it as a, as a fitness facility that has CrossFit classes or offers CrossFit classes. I like that. It's 24, it's 24 hour access to the facility, right? If like with, within do, reason. We have 24 hour access uh, for open gym. Uh, for members, yeah. I mean, this—that's the thing. I feel like folks in in Fort Worth, they go to the same two, three gyms, and they forget that there's like these these really like sick areas. Well, I guess maybe they they may not forget. They may just not know. But you know, at that moment, I was like, we got to bring them on the podcast. We got to get got to get them in, in on the mic and and kind of hear their stories. So, I, I from a from a really broad stroke, how how did y'all? get to compound athletics like what brought you to that space like how long have you been in fort worth like what's the what's the elevator pitch uh so i'll start with that one i brought us here to fort worth so my full-time gig is with a federal agency and so i was actually interning out in los angeles there was a crossfit gym that was like literally a block from the apartment i was staying at and i was kind of like great because crossfit had a bad rap i'm from pittsburgh pennsylvania and uh, the only time I ever heard about CrossFit was like that bullshit sport. Everyone gets fucking hurt on it. You know, all, all yeah. those things. <laughs> so I've heard. Like, yeah. Great. Yeah. Me too. I don't me know. too. Yeah. I don't know anyone here in LA. No one will know if I do CrossFit to talk shit about it. Um, and that's where I met Mike and the rest kind of is history. So we moved here to Fort Worth in March of 2017, I think. So we've been here for a minute. Okay. Yeah. But was a, in COVID, I mean, COVID's kind of messed up my sense of, my sense of time, but 2017, that's five years ago. Five years. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. It'll be five no, years. No, then 2018 we moved here. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been, been a minute for sure. But, yeah. Uh, we were been training here for a time. Yeah. And, um, you can kind of talk about how we ended up with the space. I was more your guy. Uh, yeah. So basically we moved out here, um, uh, 
I was like, I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was a head coach back in LA for a number of years. And, you know, coached a bunch of different gyms and competed in a sport, uh, you know, up and down California for a while. And then I just didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I moved out and we moved out to Fort Worth and there was a, a gym, you know, literally two blocks away from where our apartment was, uh, contacted the owner. I'm like, Hey, I'm just looking for some part-time work. Um, he was like, Hey, we just bought this gym. He owns another gym. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but he was just like, yeah, you know, uh, we're looking for a head coach basically. And I was like, cool. I'm looking for a job. So, uh, I walked into the facility, man. And it was like trash, trash, trash. Oh, like you've seen, you've seen oh, where oh. it is now oh. from like all the, so, hey, the remodeling we did, nice. but like, it was, talking it was about like nice. dude, it was bad. Like it was barbells were rusted bumpers were falling apart so oh, yeah I, nice. uh, I got here to fort worth a week before mike did right and i've only am used to mike's coaching because i met him at the crossfit gym that i started at yeah and so like mike's like if you're a minute late you got burpees like oh, it was shit. a well structured <laughs> class right oh, so i walked guy. into this <laughs> yeah sounds like fun yeah yeah <laughs> little high stakes there but i like waltz into the the gym we're at now under a different management and there's like five different mini classes going on, like no structure. I'm getting like tetanus from these barbells. I called Mike. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like it's dirty as hell. Just like chaos for sure. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Mike ended up coaching there and kind of took things under his own command. And yeah, know. basically, I mean, I coached there for a while. Uh, after COVID, the building got bought by some newer people. Uh, they renovated the whole building and basically was going to raise double the rent uh and the owner the at the time was just like hey i just don't want to renew the lease for that much money uh it wasn't worth it to him you know he was yeah. never really around the gym so you know he thought these people were going to go to his other gym and they didn't and i felt you know kind of bad me and taylor were actually thinking about leaving fort worth at that time and I'm like hey, let's go somewhere Damn. else and try something um and you know i'll talk to taylor i'm like dude i feel bad you know you get this all these people here with nowhere to go and this gym's been around for eight years and you know, they're a great group of people. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and so, you know, she was like, you know, if you want to go for it, go for it. Let's go all in. And, you know, that's what we end up doing is end up renewing the lease and, you know, maxing out cards and buying equipment. Boy, yeah, so y'all, that sounds like y'all should make a movie out of that. Like that, that ass. I mean, like the, the. You got to get to the, the nice part, the successful yeah, yeah. part where we're yeah. rolling in money before we can start you just pass, movie. You, Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we have that clout on this podcast, probably, I think. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- I also right now, like, this movie was made. It'll be like yeah. 10 minutes long. I saw the Kanye documentary, too. So I feel like just you by being on this podcast, you're going to blow up now. Um, oh, yeah. there we go. More business. More there business. Yeah, appreciate that, it, Sway. Little do you guys dope. know we have a cameraman here. <laughs> Just recording every move. Just oh, y'all don't know yeah, that. Was it? Cool y'all, here. Did y'all hear, is this? Y'all know his name? I was like, my, my wife Ruth. She was like, why is he saying his name like, like that? And I was like, what? You, what do you mean? Like, uh, Cootie? The the, the Cootie kept saying yeah. Kanye, or he didn't say he didn't say Kanye. He just kept he kept saying like with a different inflection, Kanye or something. Like that. And then like his mom said it, and then we looked at each other. We're like, damn. His name ain't pronounced Kanye. He's pronounced like Kanye or something, like with a with a different <laughs> emphasis on the A. And we had to just stop watching it for a second just to kind of sit on that for a little bit. But because uh, you're not from Chicago, yeah, yeah but you don't have to. Have, you I went do, Southside. I rock heavy with the. Are you from Chicago? 
No, not at all. Oh, okay. I'm from right, LA, right. bro. Are you, are you from LA? I'm from LA, born and raised. Okay. Oh, so you you saw you saw T whenever she went from Pittsburgh to LA, and then you picked her up. But but, but, but I mean, yeah, I was about to be eaten alive by that city. I so do. I rock heavy with funny. the Chicago era of that time. I got what am I looking at? Common. I got the Common album. Oh, you got Resurrection. Soleil, you got Common. You got Rhymefest. Yeah, they had some people, man. I, I it was big hip hop. But huh? but but when it came down to it, y'all decided to you went Mike. You came to Fort Worth and were like, you know what? I'm gonna check out this gym. I'm gonna work here for a little bit. All right, bet. Okay. And you know what? They ain't doing it right. I'm gonna buy this gym. I'm y'all, gonna do it right. Y'all yeah. collectively <laughs> decided as a as a couple to say, you know what? We can do this better. And so, like, that must have been scary, honestly. How what was the pro- how oh, long? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to throw all these questions at you, but how long did it take from like we bought this? Oh shit! To grand opening. Let's get let's get to work. Like, was that pretty? Oh quick? man, we uh we decided to do it. In January, not knowing how to do it. What year? February 1st, the lease was up. So we were like scrambling with, uh, we had just bought a home and we were with our real estate agent who was helping us try to find like a commercial lease all over the city that wasn't too far away where we can keep that base membership. But what year was this? And, uh, huh? What year did this you was? Like January 2021? 2021? You, wait, hold on. You've been oh. open like about a year? It was it uh, uh February first was our official like year that we opened, but we didn't have our grand opening for like six months, five months. Juneteenth. <laughs> Juneteenth. Oh, there you okay. go. <gasps> really? See how that worked out? Yo, <laughs> that's dope. And so, pe- for people who can't, uh, people who are listening, obviously they can't see. Uh, but Mike, you are black. Last I checked. I think so. Yeah. Last, last I checked. <laughs> but, but last but that, I looked. That was another thing about the gym that was really appealing to me was that like you had these. Uh, like local artwork in the main lobby area, a lot of like, you know, activists uh, kind of front and center where I feel like, you know, especially in Texas, a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the fitness industry, this is my opinion, this is in no way, shape or form, probably everybody else's, but at least from my perspective, I see a lot of people very kind of back to bluish and is very like kind of, uh, it's not, it's not as, prominent you know you don't get you don't often see that kind of that kind of environment where you're 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 kind of shouting out a lot of these or putting putting light on some injustices and really trying to focus on like the uplifting aspect of what what fitness can do so i mean like that was that was sick for me to just see that like right in the main yeah man that was that was all uh, always going to be the goal when i did this i think you know without a doubt i told taylor like hey if i do it i'm gonna do it my way uh, and if people are going to like it, they're going to like it. If not, they're just not going to rock with me. Um, you know, even I hired a business coach to go through all of this and he really, you know, he had my back. He said the same thing. He was just like, Hey man, be you. He was like people that know you and you know, that you embody and are going to be of, you know, your same caliber. Uh, they'll stick around. And mm-hmm. he was like the people that are turned off by it. You don't want them in your gym. So, uh, that's exactly what it's been. That's some good advice. And T, I mean, uh, to a similar extent, I feel like you rock and represent the the, the female um, perspective in a lot of ways. Following you on Instagram, do y'all want to y'all want to shamelessly plug y'all's individual Instagrams? Y'all can do it. We're gonna y'all can do it later, but y'all can do it now too. Uh, yeah, write this down. It's Tay Tay Woods. I had to go a little undercover with the other full time gig that I have, but yeah, well, um, yes, Tay Tay Wets over Tay-tay there. Wets. Uh, mine is just underscore made by Mike. 
We'll we'll share <laughs> it too it. in this episode that they're listening to right now on our Instagram. I'll do it too at Chalk My yeah. Back. Hey, if y'all you know y'all know we drop it at the end, but we'll do it right now too. But I mean, T, when you when you post on your Instagram, it's always usually related to like sex positive stuff. Related to, I mean, you recently got your Earth Fit Coach licensing, so like your individual aspects seem to bleed into a little bit of what you are promoting with your business overall. Um, by the way, T, what is what is Birth Fit Coach for people who may not know? Yeah, so Birth Fit uh, Center is primarily around breath work and movement for all different phases of the motherhood. So that means like if you're trying to get pregnant, if you are pregnant, or if you just had a baby in your postpartum. So basically, you know, we had a few pregnant moms come through um, and there's just a gap in knowledge there. Like, obviously we know if it hurts, don't do it. If it's uncomfortable, don't do it. But that was really the extent of my knowledge around it. Um, and so we had a lot of women who were just kind of scared to be in the gym setting, you know, during such a pivotal part of their lives. So I was like, fuck it, let me learn more about this. And, um, since then it's been like a black hole of information, but I've been loving it. Yeah. That is just incredible. Like at any point, I'm sh- I don't know. I, I guess I'm just thinking like, you know, I feel like Josh, you know, you and I and Anas and like Marty and like David, like we've always kind of talked about like opening our own space and like we have a we have a buddy in Dallas who has a gym called Progressive Overload, uh, Dallas. It's, it's completely parallel thing central. Great but have you been there? No. no, but it's a great I'm name. Back, I, back I'm back here. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Hey, honestly though, Compound Athletics is also a pretty dope name. It's better uh well, I don't want to say it's better because there's a there's a gym pretty close called Fort Worth Barbell, which I was like, that's not the most, you know, it's a great gym, don't get me wrong, but it's not the most uh, creative name. But um, yeah, he, he Progressive Overload, that. definitely, he, he, he hit the mark on that one. If you, if you ever in Dallas there, you should probably check it out, but um, yeah, most of their bars don't got whip, so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the whip got to do with going and checking them out? The whip is, you know, sometimes you get stiff. I said, girl, do bent over rows. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm in the bodybuilding sphere now. I'm like the least CrossFit-y CrossFit coach. I don't know. You got tattoos. Oh. You got a sleeve. I feel like that makes you pretty crossfit Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just got to fake look the part at best. <laughs> I also saw y'all had a, well, I think it was during a snowstorm. You know, I mean... I'm sure it wasn't a snowstorm to UT, but it was snowstorm to us uh, a couple weeks back when I had, I think y'all were doing like, uh, you had a barbell in your house and you were just doing like your, your at home <laughs> workouts. Like how often, how often do you get to train now that you're like, you own this whole, this whole gym itself? I feel like you must still take care of yourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's like the thing that people misunderstand is like, oh man, you own a gym, you should always be you know fit and working out i'm like dude i literally have no time to pick up this barbell right now <laughs> and you know like i'm old dude I'm, I'm 36 now so like i'll be 36 at the end of this month so like my warm-ups have to be better and longer and you know i, I need 30 minutes to warm up just to make sure everything's you know greased and running and so yeah. like trying to do that and do like an hour workout and then you know handle the backside of the business and make phone calls and intro sessions and all types of stuff. It's, you know, I, I try to get an hour a day. I try to at least get that in. Um, but you know, it has to fall within a specific window. If it doesn't, then I can't really do it. 
Yeah. Taylor's a lot better about that. He can go ahead. Oh, I mean, working from home does definitely have its ups and downs, um, but we're a little bit further now than we used to be, right? Like before it was like a five minute walk to the gym. So we were there, you know, no matter what, but we're now like a 25 minute drive. So oh, I'm like, damn. but I mean, kind of like practicing what you preach, right? Like the glory of a CrossFit class is that you can hit a little bit of strength, get like a 10 minute workout that kicks your ass and you're done for the day. So yeah. um, we do have a few pieces of equipment here at the house, like barbell, kettlebell, I think that's really it. Yeah, jump rope. Some plates. Some plates, yeah. Um, so I'll get it in like a 30-minute lunchtime in the driveway when I can. But Yeah, you preach preaching to the bar. Josh and I, we yeah. both have at-home setups. I mean, even even Anas had like, um, you know, competition. A home gym setup. Yeah. But like just straight-up competition uh, plates and, and a rack in the bar. But like, I mean, we get it. We always, I feel like the convenience of training at home in the mid- I think that's that's something that like as you mature you really start to realize that like spending two to three hours in a gym that yes. you don't own um <laughs> maybe you own it a little different but like spending two three hours even honestly like when we trained at metroflex fort worth in our like early 20s we were there for like shit josh how long like five hours and we were just we were just from... grabbing each other's dicks too we barely well, i think we, yeah. worked, we worked out for like 45 minutes and the rest of it was just grab ass you know from from five until like randy closed <laughs> at like 10 or 11 yeah you know, we just yeah that's pretty much it, what you said it's crazy though because i feel like now or maybe i'm just more aware of it now i feel like there's the the concept of a 24 hour seven day a week gym was like not it was the only only options that i remember like seven eight years ago was like just a 24-hour fitness like that was it was just 24-hour that was it and some of them weren't even 24-hour which was weird yeah it says 24-hour but you you couldn't even take advantage of the 24-hour because you go at a certain time you got an old man with his balls hanging out and it's like yeah (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't really afford memberships a while back and uh it was before crossfit and like I had a boy that worked at 24 Hour Fitness, and as a side hustle, he used to uh, sell like people's lifetime memberships for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> wait, do they have that? Yeah, wait, what in the world? That exists? Yeah, people had lifetime memberships, and he'll just basically put you on somebody's account who doesn't use their account anymore, oh, but has a lifetime shit. membership. And he used to sell it to the homies yes. for a hundred yes. bucks. Is he still around? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Is it? <laughs> yeah, we used to play a lot of basketball there. <laughs> Damn, a hundred dollars lifetime. That's so, crazy. There was a there was yeah. a meme that from a previous couple of a couple. This is like shit, maybe two years ago at this point. But um, the one of the powerlifting federations, the, the USAPL, they had they had they were going through this whole weird breakup with the international federation. This is weird. So we likened it to like a father breaking up with. Uh, their spouse and like the children or the athletes having to get in the middle of the divorce. It's weird. It's it's super weird. But one of their biggest things that they tried pushing was a lifetime membership to the federation, and it was like it was it was on a, a tier rating. It was astronomical. It, it was basically like... the younger you are, the more you paid. It was based off your life expectancy. You know, the younger you are, you're probably going to use it a little bit <laughs> yeah. more. Older older folks got a discount. They got a death uh, death discount. But you got it. It was weird as fuck because they gave you like a. A letterman jacket 
and you, you got like, like some stickers how much was it like was it like yeah. seven grand am i am i misrepresenting that josh it was like it was a couple thousand it bucks, was right it was two grand for like the for like you know general people like yeah as soon as you got older like it would get a little bit cheaper but like across the board it was about two grand and we I mean, broke it down and you had to do like over like 50 or 60 meets like <laughs> to in even your get career anything from it yeah. to break even yeah which oh, is wow. a crazy yeah. amount of meets a year yeah, yeah. but i mean but yeah. like i feel like the concept now of a 24-hour gym is so much more common than it was back a couple a couple years ago i feel like and the concept of even like nice equipment it, you know not to say that metroflex didn't have nice equipment but they didn't have nice equipment they did not not all the time um yeah you know yeah. they and i think that I was going to say, I think CrossFit itself has also made kind of that transition. Like CrossFit mm. before, I remember, was always about like grungy, in a garage, you know, like kind of like that badass feel. Yeah. But no one wants shitty equipment anymore. You know, like Whoa. that's definitely lost its appeal of like the right. Like, T, you got no all. idea how much the choir you are preaching right now. Holy shit. Like <laughs> from the hardcore, the whole concept of hardcore somehow. Like that's, that's, the, that's the business model right there that was like so much taking advantage of like you think of like the louis simmons you think of like the the way that like um ronnie coleman used to train at the original metroflex in arlington like where it's it's all like very much focused on like the the more dirtier your equipment in your spaces yeah. somehow the more cooler you are and fuck central heating don't even get you know if you have any <laughs> sort of comfort in between your sets you are not hardcore like that's what i'm saying like that's just, that's what's so weird to me that i'm glad changed at some point i'm glad to hear that that was in crossfit as well so so i have a, i have a question then what what constitutes shitty crossfit equipment because like in powerlifting world like you know the top tier is like having like an alico rack an alico bar competition plates like a nice platform a nice rug and then a nice rug so like <laughs> y'all think we're what lying. is yeah what is bottom of the barrel crossfit equipment like what does that look like i think like now that is uh you know the the rusty bars or the crumb bumpers that like the metal ring is falling in and out of it and <laughs> Ship, uh, Ooh. dumbbells the wall balls that like the Whatever the fuck's Sand. in there falls into yeah. your eyes when you're throwing it up against the wall. <laughs> oh, shit. It seems <laughs> <a> <laughs> <problem>. <laughs> See, we say that, and I always say that, and then I have like I have a I had a weightlifting coach back home, and then he'll send me some stuff like <laughs> I hate to say it, it'll be like a, some African dude on like dirt <laughs> snatching three fifteen, and was like, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter where you are, you just gotta get it in to be hungry, and I'm like. Right. Hey, the, the owner of Metroflex Fort Worth, he he was the officiate at my wedding, and I I'll, I'll go I'll go visit him, and I love I love the dude. We're gonna have him on too, and I'll tell him I say, look, man, I was like, you're from a different era, you know, like that shit, that, like, yeah. and I'll get you know I trained like you know my my high school gym, and it was you know they had bent bars and shit, but like you know you want to do better for your kids, you know, you grew up a certain yeah, way, yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't gotta you don't gotta pass it on to your kids, you don't pass the trauma on to them. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's definitely that. I think you like, uh, at least my terms is like, you always want to put back into it. Uh, I had a really good two different uh, times in life dealing with CrossFit. Like the first CrossFit gym I joined was like one of the nicest CrossFit gyms in the country at the time uh, called Brick CrossFit out in Hollywood. 
Um, and they had like, I mean, top of the line, everything. They were just known. This dude, JP's really smart with what he did with it. But then when I became a head coach at this small boutique LA CrossFit gym, it was like we had bars from Big Five and like it was just <laughs> and you know, but he did good. He was like, you know, when we got more members, he invested the money back into it because, you yeah. know, nobody like we were trying to go for that look, go for a place that like people want to be and like take pictures of and you know bring people to speaking of pictures that mural that you have in the back um that was from from a local artist too like that that like how did that kind of happen like did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you and can you drop the name because i forgot it uh yeah it's this guy named jd morse uh i think his instagram is like jd Moore portfolios um yeah basically i ran across some in a summertime uh taylor has me doing what you know, white people do in the suburbs Love is, walk. is what are they walking. Doing? Hey, hey, walk. don't you no, Mike, don't you don't you give that away. That's a, that's a good way right. to get cardio, Doug. No. Here we go. Yo, no, no, no. I'd be walking no, my dog. Like, no, it's too hot to walk in Texas in the summertime, Doug. You like, aren't nah, you from LA it. where it's like two hundred degrees in summer? No, my it's bad. not it's, it's not like plantation hot though plantation. this is horrible you all right you you, you kind of you, you fuck that is texas god damn this time you held up the mirror and we're all taking, <laughs> we're all taking a good look at ourselves but yeah. so you walk in no, the so neighborhood we, yeah no we so we had this thing where she was like yo just walk you know she's i'll be honest she got me into walking like 30 minutes a day <laughs> yeah. so uh we had like people from the gym walking uh on the trinity out in fort worth on the river and one of our friends was like posting photos of her walk and I saw this mirror under the bridge of just like black black people and I was like oh I've never seen that before like I, I live in Fort Worth where am I going to see black art and she had uh sent me you know I was like yeah this is him and tagged him and I seen this whole thing he went through uh I'm not going to get too much in this story but like mm-hmm. basically he had to fight to put black art up and I just what? you know me I just fell in love with that story and I was like dude like you know, I don't even know you, but I'm here to support you. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, and then me and him became cool. Found out he did. He was a tattoo artist. He did some of my tattoos. And then I was like, yo, I got this this blank wall in the back. And I don't know what to do with it. It's ugly. Uh, you can have free reign with it. And, you know, he came by and looked at it at our grand opening. And he got back to me like two months later. and was like, I'm ready to go. And just went to work. I'm giggling because the the grand opening that the artist walked into was uh, we, we had a keg. You know, it's a grand opening. I like just hopped off from a keg stand, and oh. Mike was <laughs> this guy, right? And I'm like, Mike, Mike, you know, like the whole gym starts chanting for Mike to do this keg stand, and this artist was probably like, "What the hell is yeah, happening?" You got you thirty crossfitters yelling at you to do a keg stand. I'm like, "Yo, chill the fuck out." I guess. Hey, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> Into a lot on that day. Dude, that's it. Yo, but you said that story. Uh, I know, I know JD Moore. Now that you say that, when you said the whole issue, he's in with Dallas city, man, he's everywhere. He's in Austin right now. He does everything. But was was this uh, artwork underneath the bridge near like Trinity near like the basketball courts? Uh, no, uh, the opposite way. Like near uh, TCC. Yeah, like near like a TCC. <laughs> there was like this thing going on with. Uh, uh, Charles Gray is another amazing Fort Worth. He's just an amazing artist, but he happens to reside in Fort Worth. Um, I'll drop y'all his his uh, Instagram later, but it's, it's art by Charles Gray, G-R-A-Y. But there was like this whole controversy with like uh, one of his affiliates. Um, 
uh, a buddy of his, I guess. I, I guess they went to school together. I don't know. The, I don't know the full story about their connection, but um, like the city of Fort Worth was, was trying to replace their artist who was doing these like murals yes. underneath the bridge. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that was super. That was so weird, man. Yeah, like, it was basically, uh, he got the okay to do this art. Yes, yes. And, uh, one of the guys had came down. And he was like some police chief or something. He's like, he yo, you've been like, replaced. Hold up straight up, like, hey. Uh, you need to put some white people in your art. And he was like, no. No. And he was like, well, he was like, this needs to be inclusive. So somebody walks by and sees it's not a white person. How do they feel included? And so he was like the same way, you know, he was like the same way I walk by and I don't see any (laughs) black people anywhere. And he was like, these are all the people that he paints. He, these are all friends of his. So nobody he paints like they don't have faces, but they're all reflections of somebody he knows or pictures he's going off of. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't have those friends you're talking about. Yeah. And so there was this big thing where they were trying to take him off of it because he was doing it for free yeah. for the city. Exactly. Uh, and then it was a big thing of like they had this whole thing of like, you know, everybody stopped working. and was like, hey, this is how we get paid from now on. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not doing this for free. And so they kind of made this big movement of it, which was like. Love Great. That, I respect the hell out of it. Oh yeah. Love to see that. When you said it, when you said the story, I was like, damn, I was like, that sounds like another instance that happened, but I'm glad to know it was the same instance and it wasn't fuck multiple. Although it probably unfortunately may happen more than once. Um but yeah, yeah, that was that was a great that was a great example of at least in that instance. Uh I mean, at least from the outside looking in, it looked like JD came out on top. Um he got to finish yeah, his artwork yeah, at yeah. least, which is really all he wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, now he got he has stuff at like TCC's campus. He has stuff at the museum. Yeah, he's yeah, doing he everything, exploded. dude. He's he's great. He's a good dude. Yeah, I love that, and I love that y'all like are not afraid to bring that in uh, to the business. And you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I get I get how people like some owners are a little bit hesitant because it's, you know it's some people's livelihoods, and I think that they want to be as um, neutral as Switzerland as possible. You know, in some cases like trying to not ruffle any feathers but i just feel like in where we're at now in like 2022 i just feel like me as a consumer i care i will be more willing to invest in a company if i know that they have at least some sense of morality and it's not just like a you know big corporate thing and it's just like oh we're not gonna get involved it's like come on man you can't do that no more the community that you're serving would much rather you take a stance than not right because like in their brains, their perception of you, if you're not willing to make a stand, you know, like you can't be for, if you're for everybody, you're not for anybody type deal. So I think from a community standpoint too, our members were like, okay, you know, we've had owners in the past that weren't very clear about where they stood and kind mm-hmm. of through that silence, they made their own assumptions. So from the start, you know, Mike's like, here I am, this is what it is. If you are in agreement, great, hang out here. We got you. If not, you know, best of luck, and I'm just not your guy. Yeah, it's been admirable. You know, from my side, just like <laughs> white girl <laughs> watching all this, like him stepping into that leadership role because there has been pushback. You know, I don't know if he'll yeah, I was be like, so humble about that, but uh, don't get it twisted. There, not everybody wants me saying stuff, but they know me by now, and they know like I'm, you know, I'm a solid guy, and you know, this is what I do. My activism is what it is, but you know, I support everybody. I mean. I got an artist in my gym right now whose paintings are up on the wall that I'm helping her sell her paintings. And, oh, yeah. You know, well, I guess I didn't mention that. Parties I and I'm showing the up stuff in your, in your lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she sold a couple of oh, paintings. Nice. That's great. Dude, I'm so that's nice. what we're going to do. We're actually going to have that like a chill, like entertainment room. Uh, but I think like after this, it just uh, we've decided that we're just going to turn it into a 
a space for local artists to hang their their stuff and send people by and hopefully do some art shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and all 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 like you know, I feel like the the whole like. I mean, maybe this isn't the the thought process people have anymore, but I feel like when we were all kind of getting into fitness, there was like the whole East Coast, West Coast uh, beef between like CrossFit and everybody else. Like, do y'all, I, I want people to, who's listen, who are listening to this to understand that this is not like, this is not a CrossFit gym. It's just a gym that, ha- like you said, happens to, it's a fitness facility that happens to have CrossFit classes, but it's, it's, it's definitely like when I went there, it was like Rogue Plates. You know the like really I don't know I didn't I didn't inspect the end caps like but you know I'm I'm sure that the bars weigh twenty you know yeah everything's broke. <laughs> that's what I'm saying like I want people to realize that like that's this like it's, it was nice open concept you know stall mats on the ground and I'm not trying to you know stroke the ego at all but like you don't get to see off that often like a, a gym that's as kept uh, together as it is but also have uh, just like a really cool backstory and like a really a really, I guess, owners that you really want to invest in, like yeah, you really want to see win. Um, so, like for anybody, for anybody who's listening, I guess, what are some like misconceptions about CrossFit that people get wrong, or I mean that people get right, but that y'all do different? Like, if you like, do y'all want people to do CrossFit, or do you just want people to exercise? I think I would say, I mean, the 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 correct answer and my answer is, I just want people to move. And, you know, I just made a post about this the other day. I don't care if it's, you know, taking your dog out on a walk for 30 minutes. Like everybody just needs to move in some form or another. Um, I think CrossFit has introduced me to other forms of movement growing up, just playing football and running track my whole life. Now, you know, I've done stuff that I've never grew up doing, which was either, you know, yoga or rock climbing or hiking or, you know, paddle boarding and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, movement is out there. I think the biggest thing for us is just like, can we get people moving and moving correctly? Yeah, I'll kind of piggyback off that. Uh, someone, so like Mike's been in the CrossFit game for a while. Um, and when I first started, I like kind of call it like the gateway drug for fitness because it incorporates all like a shit ton of different styles of training, right? Like you may be warming up with bicep curls and then you're doing like snatches and you got wall balls. So it kind of introduced me to a bunch of different styles of training. And, you know, after I kind of fizzled out from the CrossFit, I mean, I think everyone gets real pumped about it. You like you're learning all these new skills. You're seeing all these you know new abilities that you didn't even know you had. So sometimes you kind of hit that a little too hard. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of geared off into Olympic weightlifting and now I'm dabbling in bodybuilding stuff. So. Um, yeah, I think for sure where Mike and I align most is, yeah, movement is key and whatever is most sustainable for you, mm-hmm. solid. That's what we want to back you up to make sure you stay doing. Yeah. I keep, I mean, I hear y'all say that like, like you don't do CrossFit anymore, but I also feel like the in some ways, like I, I don't want to say I don't do powerlifting anymore because I definitely train in a powerlifting style, but I'll throw a lot more volume in, volume in now. I'm actually doing the, uh, the Juggernaut AI uh, app. I don't know if y'all y'all have seen that or if y'all are familiar with the Juggernaut training systems. Uh, Chad was yeah, I'm not Juggernaut. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, well, yeah. I guess he's. They, I mean, but that that app is pretty dope, and it's like I feel like I'm on the same boat of just wanting to make sure that like the movement is is key, but also you know I'm, I, I feel like we're not dead yet. So if we ever did want to do some competitive, we always have yeah. the option to. You know what I mean? But it's like you know the the way you train when you were younger. In your twenties, when you first got introduced to this, I was stupid. I consider that like my career. Like I was literally competing professionally and stuff like that. And oh, really? I'm not saying like 
anything like great, but you know, when I used to train three hours a day to now, you know, I used to destroy my body and just like, let's go for it. You know, this is early days, 10 years ago, whatnot. Yeah. That's a good uh, misconception of yeah. CrossFit right there. And your body, uh, just like a piece of cheese. Like now I'd say like, I don't do CrossFit. And when I say that, I was like, yeah, I do classes and stuff. But now it's like, it really is what, you know, I'm tapping in like, Hey, what, what feels good today? Can mm-hmm. I do this movement? No. All right. What am I going to sub out? Should I be, you know, squatting at 80% today as, you know, strength portion? Nah, 225 feels great. Let's just stay here. Yeah, that's, I think, for sure, that misconception that, like, you do CrossFit, you get hurt, right? But I think it's more so the misconception is your coach needs to know what the hell your coach is doing because, you know, if you're not tuning into your members and legit asking those questions, like, how was your day today? Oh, you were sitting at a desk for nine hours. You know, we're probably not going to have you lifting as heavy as possible today unless you stretch out or, you know, if you're dealing with a breakup, all right, you need to take things slower. Like having an informative coach who is compassionate and, you know, is invested in their member's health, I think can definitely change the whole culture of you do not need to go balls to the walls every single day. Unless you're doing wall balls, right? Unless you're literally doing balls to the walls. But, but yeah. like, I think that when CrossFit got really big, and I'm sorry to be focusing so much on CrossFit because again, y'all not a CrossFit gym, but I feel like we this is the first, uh, this is the first athlete or a set of athletes that we've ever had on the the show that have openly admitted to having some connection to CrossFit, which I feel like is why <laughs> some of the yeah. questions. It's like having it's a. It's like we're having like a different um, nationality on the on the podcast. It's like, oh man, you're from another country. It's dope. Let's talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. like when it comes how's to CrossFit, when it got big, yeah, how's the food? <laughs> when it got so big, I feel like everybody was doing it. Like there was a box on like every corner. Everybody was classifying themselves as like a CrossFit gym, so there was much more opportunity for people to get in without any uh, merit. Like people who didn't really have the qualifications to do so. And you know, people it's like people say what they want about CrossFit, but at the end of the day, powerlifting is not ESPN. Um, you know, it's, right. not, it's not pulling people right. into stadiums like the CrossFit games are. But even then, like you can, and you know, I'm not full blown CrossFit, but you know, you have to say like CrossFit saved weightlifting, powerlifting mm-hmm. to Save a certain box. extent. Like it mm-hmm. made it more popular and revived it. Like Rogue is the biggest name that like mm-hmm. people know what Illico is, and so, like nobody going to you like your 24 hour fitness. 10 12 years ago cared about an illegal yeah, bar they were just going to go yeah, but like but it, it, it revived that sport and i think like it was like crossfit had a bubble like it was hot and people were like i can charge 200 for these members and you can have 100 members and then that bubble burst like the internet bubble and then what was left over were like people who were actually trying to do it right or doing it right mm-hmm. uh and then, you know, so it is a sport. People can say it's not a sport, but I mean, dude, these dudes are athletic. These women are athletic. They're running, you know, sub six miles while back squatting 500 pounds and deadlifting over six. Like they're, they're freaks of nature. Yeah. Uh, but like in sport, like if you have a bad coach, you know, it's just going to make that sport bad for you. Like, you know, there's, you just have to be, you know, careful where you go and, you know, who you're going to fall in line with. Look, man, tennis don't get a bad rap. Does anybody, would anybody here say tennis has a bad rap? I don't think so. Yeah, tennis elbow is a tennis whole thing. Elbow. Like, that's the worst pain in the world is tennis elbow. You got a whole ass uh, <laughs> pain dedicated to a sport and no one, right, no one talks right. about tennis. They don't get, you know, I get more tendonitis nope. doing low bar squat than I do from high bar squat. Again, where's the connection? Dude, I, I, I had more people get hurt in our gym 
non-biking and biking. My, mountain biking, <laughs> jogging, but they're like, hell yeah, extreme sport, let's go. And I'm like, you stepped off a curb wrong from jogging. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who was it, Josh? Wasn't it? Wasn't there like a, a lifter who was like getting out of their truck wrong? And then they just like completely ruined their career. I forgot who it was, but it was just like, it was, it yes, there was. I I forgot his name though. Was it Blaine something? <laughs> Maybe not. Was it Chicken Shakes? No, no, it wasn't him. It not wasn't him that got out of his. No, no. Somebody but I know you're talking about though. Yeah, they were like yeah. they're, like a whole career just like in flames because they got out of their their pickup truck wow. the wrong way. You know what I'm yeah, I'm saying like it's weird. People people get hurt, but that's why like anybody who in 2022 makes a meme about CrossFit probably also still looks at like uh those advice animals on reddit <clears throat> like those you know what i'm saying like they're probably so like in the past this like you can't even really reason with them anymore they're probably still using like i mean i was trying to think of an example but i can't josh take over uh <laughs> yeah so crossfit has grown quite a bit to incorporate lots of different aspects of strength training right yeah. hey i'm back by the way hey oh uh, yeah they're, just, they're just lame yeah. dude they're just freaking lame uh oh, yeah. i wish i'd give my wedgie if i could but i can't so all i gotta do is is do what i can um yeah real quick though i did have a, a quick story uh this weekend when i had gone to gnc i don't know if y'all are hip I'm Mike and T. I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna try and actually all of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this uh, abbreviation and I want to see if anybody here knows what it means. Okay, first person to know what it means, you can just tell me because I didn't and I was embarrassed. RTD in the context RTD? of RTD in the context of protein. RTD. All right. I have no idea what that Thank means. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so I was at GNC. What right in the world? I was what at the kind, GNC. What is that for? It's a pro. It, it means ready to drink. RTD, ready to drink, like an uh-huh. individual. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like weird. Never, yeah. It's like no. industry knowledge. And I had gone to this GNC, and I was like, "Yo, I'm here to get some of the Chips Ahoy Ghost Protein," because that's where I had gone previously. So I had there was context. So I was like, "I've gone previously and gotten this drink, put it in my mini fridge, so I'm ready to go." They were like, "We don't got any." I was like, "Okay, well that kind of sucks, but what do you have?" And then like it was this. It was a guess. It was like. It, it was a fair or something at this particular GNC, and the Robert Oberst was there. Y'all know Robert Oberst, the, the, the strongest <laughs> yeah, man? The, yeah. I don't follow him He wasn't him at anymore. the Arnold? No, that's what Ruth was telling was, me. She's was like, you should, you should ask him why he's not at the Arnold. I'm like, it's probably because, baby, he can't compete with Brian Shaw and everybody else. Uh, I'm not going to ask the man why he's <laughs> not at it. I know he's not there, so why am I going to ask him? Hey, hey, Robert, I know you're 400 pounds and 7 foot tall. Why aren't you at the competition that you make a living off of? That probably wouldn't have gone very well. So I just, I just, I didn't ask him <laughs> And I'm not going to take a picture with him because I don't give a fuck. So I was just like, I was like, hey, Robert, how you doing? And I just walked past. And then so the, anyways, I was getting this drink. And then there were like, there's like seven GNC employees when usually there's only like half of one because they're not even at the register. They're right in the back chilling. And so I'm like, I'm being flocked by all these people. They're like, hey, man. What are you looking for? Protein? Oh hell yeah, man! Have you listened? Have you ever had isolate? I was like, I get it. You know, like protein isolate exists. I'm aware. I'm fully aware. Trust me. But like, I like this. I like these bottles because they're ready to drink, and I like the flavor. They taste yummy to me. And they were like, but we got this GNC brand, and I was like, I get it. Does it taste like protein? They're like, yeah, it does. I was like, I don't want that. I want the chips ahoy. And they were like, we don't got it, man. I was like, can you check in the back, please? Because I know last time they said the same thing. And they happen to have it. I'm like, I just, I don't want this one. They were like, but we have all this RTD stuff. And I was like, well, what is RTD? And he kind of just stopped and he looked at me. He was like, ready to, ready to drink, bro. 
And I was like, dude, I get it, man. I don't have a membership here. I just want this Chips Ahoy because it's cheaper than me having a, having a ship to my house, man. And then, like, as I was leaving, like, if like this dude just came up. He was like, is this what you're looking for? And he had, like, the whole big-ass box. I was like, yes, that. That's it. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. But, but what me and my wife were talking about was, you know, should we right now we have available to us, we have in the house right now, we have Fudge Brownie from Buff Chicks. We have... Um, Dunkin' Donut iced coffee from I forgot it's like Dynatize or something I saw Dynatize or some, some something and we have this uh, we have the Ghost Nutter Butter in the protein and we have the Chips Ahoy in the uh, in the bottles but back when, when when I first started lifting it was like you got vanilla and you got chocolate and like and that was it you know I'm like that's that's all that was available and like now you got like all these different flavors and they all taste amazing. Like they don't have like that that proteiny taste at the end of it, um, which you know I, I guess it just kind of goes back to what you said, Mike. We're all getting old. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like all that did you say? Acronym on you? Did you feel old because you didn't know what that acronym was? Dude, I, was I thought it was gonna be like ready to digest or something. I was but... racking my brain like uh, like uh, like, bird, like baby. They fed me like a baby bird. Like here's a protein bird, and they just like like it's ready to digest. Bro, I've been in this game a long time. I know everything. I'm I'm still old school in that fact, man. I think that like. I don't really care what it tastes like because when I have protein shakes after a workout, like I don't sip on them. I just like slug it down and that's it. Bro, I don't really totally, wait, 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 wait. You don't, you don't care what your protein tastes like, Mike? No, I get uh, Costco. I get Costco nice. ISO away from the Costco. There you go. That's, that's, that's what it's about. I have to just oh, throw man. it in like oatmeal if I want to. I can just throw it in water. I throw it in a shake. It's just to chocolate. be fair, Josh, Josh and Nas were roasting me as well. Uh, you have a lot of flavors. I was going to say, you're yeah. <laughs> Josh, Why what kind of flavor do you have at your house? How much flavor? I, would, I, I want you, yeah, I want, I, I know what flavor it is, but I would like for you to say it. <laughs> Mine? I know what it is. Yeah, what is, what flavor is it, Josh? It's chocolate. It's just oh, plain old chocolate, I, dog. I thought you had unflavored. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, was, that's, that's a nos. A nos has unflavored, but a nos, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a gets the fifteen pounds from. Uh, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want flavor. But I do. I do what Mike it. does, and I just slug it down. Like I don't try to, you know. Anos, I don't what try do you to do with there. your unflavored protein powder? I just mix it with drinks that actually taste good. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You know what has been my niece though lately is uh in the summertime, you know, it gets kind of like when it's 90, 800 degrees outside, you don't want to drink like a milky type shake. Oh no, man. No, it's no. uh protein water. Oh, uh, the ascent. What? Recovery water. Freaking brand drop. But yeah, those are pretty good. It's like 20 grams of protein per, and it tastes like uh pina colada. Uh, fruit punch, watermelon. It tastes like a like a little sugary of a Gatorade, basically, but it's pretty what? good. Protein water. I it's, never heard of that. Wow, it's I've, great. It's yeah. great. It's much more refreshing on a hot summer day. Times are you know, changing, actually, Abe. They well, I, now. I used to get my protein exclusively from Walmart because it was cheap. Yeah, the five star. You know what I'm talking about? And I remember one time I had got a container that was like pre-opened, I guess, and I had I had been using it for probably like couple weeks and i didn't realize it until a few weeks that it tasted sour 
because it just, oh. I, I was just I was just chugging it. Yeah, I was just, I mean, and I used to mix it with water too. That's the type of shit that I was That's disgusting. Yeah, and I had to, but but I did, and I'll still do this to this day. I stand by this decision, and I still get flamed up by my my wife and my friends who know that I I took this tub that was half empty back to Walmart with a receipt, and I said this is spoiled, and they looked at it and they were like. You know, Walmart doesn't question. They didn't. They didn't ask me had I been using it. But they look at Walmart um, drinks sir, protein. They're like, sir, like, are you sure? And I and I and what I did, I went back and I got another five star protein. That would make my and that would mess me up so bad stomach wise. I'm not even lactose intolerant, <laughs> but that would just mess me up. Yeah, but, you know what's funny to to think about now. I don't know if it's because I'm high, but. uh you're seeing that like the shift in that that culture now. Like, I remember my did uncle. Did you say you're high? When I was like, <laughs> "Are you high right now?" Like, is that what you said? Yeah, I was like, uh, "Look, I, uh, I'm an advocate for nighttime gummies." So, oh hell yeah, okay. No, I was just, I was just making sure yeah. I heard you correctly. But I was wondering if anyone was gonna comment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, See, here's the thing. I don't really care. I talk about weed like people talk about like whiskey, right? I'm like, whiskey serves you no healthy purpose, but weed has a lot of healthy purposes for you. Yeah, no. Alcohol is poison. That should kill you. Uh, right. Weed will make you stronger, right. I think. Yeah. I so think so. Yeah. Saying, though, you, because uh, you're high, you what? But like, you know, when I was trying to figure out how to work out when I was younger and it was like, I was in high school and it was like, in high school, kids were like, drink protein and drink creatine. My uncle mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm old school. We just eat eggs mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. chicken breasts. And I'm just like, oh. yeah. And like, now I'm like, these kids are like, oh, I, I need cookies and cream, milkshake, ice cream, hey. protein shakes. And I'm like, drink <laughs> vanilla and chocolate. That's all you need. I like to sip on that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit's sweet. That shit tastes good, too. Uh, no, I feel I feel you on that. I feel you on that in a spiritual level because I, I was, there's a there's a parallel that we just kind of, we, we talked about briefly before that was uh, his big thing is blending his chicken into a, a fine smoothie that he no, would drink. No, and he, he coined it, he coined it a chicken shake. Uh, and he still does this. I don't know why. No, I, I heard you guys say chicken shakes. So I was like, what are we just kind of faded past it, but now we had to get back to it because we're on the protein <laughs> tip. But yeah. Hey, you uh, know, uh, you ever heard of this dude, Liver King? Uh, that's like oh, Mike's yeah. new. Y'all watch oh. more plates, more dates. <laughs> no Instagram Liver King. This dude is extreme. He eats everything raw, all his red meat raw. I don't believe that shit. He's just he's just juiced up. It's okay no, to be juiced up, honestly. Have you seen him? Yeah, he looks like him, yeah. he looks like yeah. Santa Claus too, in his twenties. Like, too much. He was in New York, like coming off the subway carrying kettlebells and shit. I'm like, dude, go to Times Square and enjoy yourself. That's why privilege. You know that, right? Whoa. You can't you can't do that. Unless you're white, where taking a kettlebell onto a train and he had a sled and a sled, no, what he had a yeah, and chains. What? I'm watching what? it now, yeah. I'm gonna send it your way just so you get yeah. the visual. We'll share it. No, Liver King, Liver King's an example of like toxic masculinity because that's, yes. what, that's what drinking that's what drinking eggs raw is, right? Isn't that just a form of toxic masculinity where it's like, I. Why? Why can't I? That's like when dudes who are afraid to enjoy like flowery drinks. You know what I mean? Like yeah, from the, the female POV, that doesn't mean shit to me. If I see a man slugging egg yolks, I'm not like, 
Hotty, like, like, can't wait. Or it's like the dude that has how Mike got you. Mike didn't just it's chug like, like, no, a gallon of eggs. It's equivalent to those guys that hold up like fish in the profile picture, like on oh, Tinder. Yeah. Oh, with the with the QT oh, sunglasses. Oh, yeah. you got him. Yeah. Got him. When, yeah. uh, got one him. more. I got one more protein story that was when I was training at this like local gym, and this was when I was a broke college student. So like during the summer, like when I needed a gym membership. I was like, look, I need three months. And this was when gyms were like locking you into a contract. And it was like, nah, like, dog, we got you for life, but whatever. And then this dude was straight up drinking uh, liquid egg whites that he put chocolate powder in. And he's just like at the front desk. And we know, we all know a, a very, uh, very heavily weighted gentleman who used to do that at the gym we used to go to in the summer, in the summer drinking Ugh. eggs. In the like, it's like it's, and I also saw him eat a whole sweet potato pie, but that's that's not a story for today. <laughs> um, awesome. He did at in his defense, he did ask if I wanted a bite, but at that point, he had gone about halfway through, and I felt like he just needed to finish it. Oh, uh, my germs! Yeah, he just he put his whole ass good hand all up in it. So it's like it's all, it's all you, dog. It's all you. But um, so that so that that, that tangent kind of leads us to the fact that the Arnold was this weekend as a healthy transition and um the, a couple of different sports competed i know the powerlifting is one obviously body i don't know if, yeah bodybuilding was one oh, yeah. Yeah. joe shout out joey joey was there competing and uh coaching handling yeah yeah i don't yep, yep. know how he did josh do you know how he did i think yeah I think he did it was not the best he said he did poorly but his athletes did great so oh yeah you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he 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 didn't tell me the numbers, but I mean, yeah, I'm sure he did fine. He just didn't hit like stuff that he didn't want to hit because he's yeah. been making really really good progress in terms of yeah. his weightlifting. What do you uh, yeah? What do you think is the most impressive event at the Arnold? Oh, the most impressive event like this oh. Arnold. Okay, okay, or get this. Because I think anything strongman wise, I'm like, these fucking oh, dudes. Sure. My jaw is dropped onto the floor watching What's any of that, those uh, events. The thing yeah. where they turn the barbell sideways and put it on their back and then stand Was up. Is that a Hussefeld? No, no, it's not, it's not a Hussefeld song. Was that a Jefferson squad? What's that called? I think no. it's Jefferson. Jeff- it's, no, no, Atlas squad. I think it's what it's, yeah, it's an. Is Atlas that when the squad. barbell is come is like fully vertical, and then they tip it on their back into a yeah. squat, and they squat it back yes. up, and then they put it back. Yes, yes. yes. See that that's, that, that's the kind of stuff that you can only do on gear, which is cool. I like that. I would. I'm not <laughs> yeah. personally on gear. I don't have. I don't have any any issues with it. Like I think if anything, strongman's a testament of a sport where like you can have just super. Super uh, mutant athletes doing just like some crazy shit. Like, yeah. where else can you see that? Well, do, you, yeah. do you see the events that they had for the strongmen this year? What were they? So they did a max squat. They pushed a like this. They call it a monster dumbbell, which <laughs> is just like an oversized dumbbell. That's they mean, did that's the so Austrian sick. log press. They did a timber frame carry and then a shoulder, a stone shoulder for reps. And it was like exciting because um, Martin Lisi's won with the last event by like, I think it was like four points or something. It was that carry, the, right? Yeah, to yeah, beat yeah. The, the Ukrainian guy. It yeah. was like down to the last event. So, 
yeah it's oh pretty that's a neat. big ass i saw a chick a- pick up like a 700 pound stone with one hand why is yeah. right now <laughs> yeah i'm doing it too honestly no nah, i'm looking at it as we speak but what uh mike what i like that what you said before do you want to repeat what you said about following the arnold oh yeah you know like i don't follow the sports or the like the higher ups like i used to when i was younger i think uh I mean, I have several different reasons, my own reasons for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I am starting to get back into it and enjoy it a little bit more. But like, you know, owning a, a CrossFit gym, people are like, oh, you, you know, what do you think about this athlete? And I'm like, I have no idea, like, who these people <laughs> yeah, are anymore. I'm not. Yeah, I feel like the same way about having a powerlifting or a fitness centric podcast where it's like people be like, uh, you know, what do you think about this person, and that person? Are you following that? I'm like, man, honestly, shit, I'm just trying to make it to, to tomorrow at this point. I'm not even. Stay, trying to stay in my own lane. Yeah. There's this one person that we saw compete, Josh, at the uh, state championships last year. Michelle. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. She, uh, she won the um, the deadlift competition. And yes. Like, what was it? I'm looking at it right now. It was 500 and... Uh, what was it? I can't see it. What was it? Damn it. Uh, 529. She was... Yeah, so she pulled the American record and heaviest deadlifts. She won twelve fifty. I, I like that they're starting to give out a little bit more money. One thousand two hundred fifty was the m- amount that she won in total. But um, man, I don't know. Sometimes I think. What's like, her body how, weight? Oh, she weighs like one forty. <laughs> Does she weigh one forty? No, she didn't have to guessing? weigh less than that because I feel like Steffi Cohen is pulling like six hundreds now, and she's like she legit was. one, and she's one twenty four, one thirty. Yeah. Are there any people that y'all like just just like to follow as far as athletes are concerned? Maddie Cakes is my heart. Oh, Maddie, Maddie Rogers. Yeah, she's a yeah. Olympic weightlifter, but she mm-hmm. does have some crazy numbers. I'm trying to follow. Uh, yeah, sports specific. I don't know. The Rock, I guess. Oh, yeah, Can you what, smell what the Rock is cooking? Y'all should y'all should compete in the uh, in his one. But didn't he have a contest going on? Because he's got like a new. Yeah, you know, CrossFitters drink? win that shit, right? Yeah. What? Every they person has one has been a CrossFitter. Really? It's yeah. like the not like there's like the top pack, top ten, and then like the B level that are still elite but not quite good enough to win stuff. They, <laughs> oh, they win at the Rock Games or whatever yeah. that show is. Kind of felt that. I saw. I saw. It was like a. I guess it was some dude squatting, but he had because I guess the Rock has this thing going on where he's like, if you if you tag my energy drink in your in your videos, and if it's outrageous, like you'll win this like. A year supply of his of his of his drink and there was like Gosh. some dude that was like back squatting like 600 pounds he unracked it with no hands and he has the, the energy drink in his hand and like he drinks it at the top of the squat and he squats down while drinking it stands up with it and then re-racks and i was like damn i have never wanted a beverage so much in my life <laughs> <laughs> ever like that's crazy uh that's not powerlifting could never like that's what i like about watching the strongman sports at the Arnold because it's so like you like I can conceptualize how heavy wood is or metal is like I can't conceptualize in a layman's terms how heavy like a a 25 kilo plate is like if I see them stacked on a bar eh, it looks heavy probably but it doesn't look as heavy as 
friggin uh, timber frame. 18, yeah, or like eighteen wheeler wheels. You know. What do you uh? What do you guys think the sport of powerlifting is going from here? Or like, does it have an upward trajectory Ooh. or declining? Or it's uh, a good one. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna get better from here. I mean, and this is just speaking on like USA powerlifting, not necessarily like international powerlifting or powerlifting as a whole. But I mean, the our federation, the USAPL, has made good word on their promises that they're gonna you know give back money and start having better meets and that's your federation dog i'm not i'm not gang affiliated i don't oh yeah yeah that's why yeah that's why i'm yeah but i think they're doing pretty good in terms of you know giving back to their their athletes so i I I think as long as it's trendy like we have i feel like we've had a resurgence of powerlifting in the past few years because you know there were some like social media like there's some lifters who are not necessarily the strongest lifters but they have a really good social media presence and then some of which are really strong and also have a social media presence and they'll open up their own gyms and like you know they'll they'll make powerlifting look cool and like with this i I feel like where the detriment occurs is where powerlifting is like so um there's so many different like factions there's like the usapl there's a uspa there's like the um the fringe like backyard federation is like this in some in some way shape so or there's form. no like governing body of like powerlifting like usaw no there is mm-hmm. it's the usapl also it's the uspa and also it's the um yes. whatever the other ones <laughs> are it's like, like, so it's like it's like boxing it's like yeah. Boxing. yeah 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 exactly it, it's, it's yeah. like boxing but less less impressive in my opinion yeah, uh, or less money in some. I mean, it's I it's impressive. It's impressive to sell, but just less money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, you know, no flack on people who you know like make that their their main focus. But at the same time, it's I feel like the people who really make a living out of it, they really they they figure out how to sell themselves in other ways. Like whether it's their personalities, whether it's making a brand or making a line of clothing or capitalizing it in some other way. Um, like just being strong in and of itself, it doesn't really pay the bills. Yeah. You don't even have to be really good at it. I can't tell you how many people that I used to follow or knew that like blew off up off of like, whether it was CrossFit that never made it anywhere significant or like powerlifting or weightlifting that just had a good following and just like, monetize it which is smart as hell i mean i don't blame anybody for doing that but no i I encourage people to do that to find what makes you different yeah and i also think that like you know my point of view is like women have revitalized a lot of these sports because like women weren't really doing this and now you got women that are like it's cool to throw around weight be fucking strong and don't you know it's not so toxic and everything like that and women can be strong too and look strong and it you know it's not looking manly anymore oh yeah it's just no, for sure it's just looking strong as shit and it's a the it's inclusivity a, a of it all makes it more more enjoyable like the fact that yeah. it's not so much like a um it's just me and the boys like we're just gonna go hang out like i think there there's i don't know like there's, there's so many different types of people trying to get into lifting and like you said it's all about movement it's all about what you like to do if what you like to do to stay active is lift the barbell you know, in three different variations, squat, bench, deadlift, and that's dope. Like, do that. But at the same time, like, um, like the inclusivity makes it to where, like, I'm seeing all these different types of people in the gym now that I've never seen before. Like, all these different yeah. ages and, like, demographics. 
I was curious about the the powerlifting sphere. Like, so obviously in a CrossFit class, like you can have a man and a woman athlete doing the same weight, the same movements, and then you know you're kind of equalizing that playing field. Is that? I mean, do you see that in the powerlifting world, or just because the weights are so different? Do y'all um, want to talk about the the dots uh, equation? It's kind of uh, Josh. I think maybe I don't know if you were not has like that. Like the, I think they take into account gender as well, right? When they calculate that that equation. Yeah. yeah. Yes, gender, body weight. Uh, I think age too. Hmm. Wow. So, but they, I, I guess in CrossFit, do do they they have men's and women's divisions? Yes. Yeah. So there, I think it's like seventy percent, right? So let's say the workout is like one, let's say 95 for men, the women's relative weight would be 65. And so just as the weight increases, they have that type of difference in workouts, I guess. But do like oh. when you guys are training, oh. are you, are women okay. there training with you? Like, or is it still kind of separated like that? No, I just think because like the CrossFit gym, everyone's all together. Only thing I think that would make it is when you're sharing a rack and you're having to, you know, I think that's the only difference. Um, versus like if somebody, if some, if somebody is squatting, I'm not even gonna say some dude because some so there's some women who can squat over four um, for for their 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 working weights at the gym. But like if somebody's squatting over four and somebody else's max is like low two hundreds, generally they may not interact but other than that, like people, I mean, I think that's a, that's the dope thing about parallel thing is like you can share the bar when you're working with anybody, you know, it's just how, how much you want to take the weight off or if you want to put it on, but like, there's not any sort of like relative difference in terms of like the weight that's being lifted. It's all, I mean, it, in CrossFit, you got to correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a prescribed weight that you do with each uh, movement, right? Like you have different names for different types of um, routines. I go ahead, like they, they usually have like a name like Roxanne or like Tiffany or something. Uh, yeah. So those are, uh... Yeah, they are female names, but those are like the OG, we call them benchmark workouts. Ah, um, okay, okay. Yeah, basically the idea is you test them like once or twice a year um, and it can show you, you know, your progress, whether it be the complexity of the skill. So like, let's say a ring row compared to like a muscle up, right? Or the weight itself or, you know, just your time and how many reps you achieve. Um, but yeah, they all have female names. But they for have, each workout- They have like prescribed weights, right? Yes. Yeah. And for each workout, for the most part, I mean, if you're doing like a body weight workout, right, there's not going to be a prescribed weight, but mm-hmm. that's what I was talking about. Um, for the men, I think it's like 70%. There's a women's weight is 70% of the men's prescribed. Oh, weight. okay. 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 Are you, are you like familiar with the, with the auto regulation, like reps and reserve and like uh, RPE uh, framework? Yeah, I've played around with that. I think it's yeah. difficult to teach that in a class setting because not often people, I don't think, truly yeah. know how yeah. to measure that, I guess. I think for more like uh, experienced athletes and lifters, I think that's a great way to go about it. But for some of the, the new individuals, I think they just have like no concept of what that would feel like. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, like, I, I like that in CrossFit that there's some... I guess I don't. I guess I don't like that that there are prescribed weights though. Like, do you feel like it, like that would limit um, an athlete so, or like Mike, like what you said? Like, if someone comes we, in doing like shit, we uh. So unless we do a hero or like a benchmark workout, I don't prescribe weights when I program because I'll do all the programming for the classes, uh, and I'm probably one of the few out there 
that doesn't prescribe weights, uh, you know, and reasons for that are a lot like, you know, especially it's mostly due to men who think they're still 22 years old and are chasing these weights that have no business chasing. <laughs> uh, and then so it was like, hey, how do I get this to stop? And it really took like a whole 180 of just like, you know what, I'm just going to stop putting weights up on the board. I'm just going to tell you how many rounds I want you to get. So say uh, we do a 10 minute AMRAP. AMRAP means as many rounds as possible in 10 minutes. I want you to do, you know, five front squats and 10 burpees, right? And usually somebody would be like, all right, the, the RX weight or the prescribed weight would be like, say, 135.95. And then you have men who shouldn't be chasing that weight. So instead <laughs> I say, hey, in this 10 minutes, I want you to get 10 rounds. So if that means for one one guy or girl, it's 135, but another person, it could be 65. Some Somebody else, it might be just a bar. For somebody else, it might be 225. Like it's it just checking in with yourself and, you know, being realistic of what you can do. Uh, that way we can, you know, forego any injuries that happen. Yeah. I think I like that's the, increased the, the longevity of the athletes, you know, being able to consistently show up, you know, whether it's three, four, even the full week warriors that we have um, when they can kind of check themselves without, you know, like Mike just said, chasing those numbers, we definitely seen them being able to show up more consistently to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's more about the intended stimulus when we do workouts rather than what the weight is. Nice. Nice. So why should people go to the compound athletics, um, over any other gym? So, um, heck yeah. There we go. You heard it here first. Kanye's like, cause I'm dope and I do dope shit. There Um, you go. (laughs) You can end the podcast now. That's it. Uh, man, I mean, you got to come to, uh, it's an inclusive community. Uh, you know, we, we have one of the best communities and this is the reason why we stuck around to nurture it. Uh, we have coaches that actually care about coaching that want to see you succeed. Uh, it's a very great family environment. We put, you know, our heart into this and, you know, we, we stay up late nights and we worry just like, you know, someone who cares about a business that should and making sure that we can provide, you know, mm-hmm. the most value to everybody that walks through that door. And it's what we try to do every day. Nice. T, you want anything to that? Or are you good? Uh, yeah. What he said. And I think the coaching staff is pretty unique in the sense that, you know, we continue to seek out different forms and methods of training. We continue to seek out, you know, just new education, how to implement that into the gym. And I think that like constant dynamic flow of your coaches also makes dynamic athletes and um, just for a pretty overall awesome community for sure. Nice. Okay. And so that's at compound underscore athletics. Go check out the Instagram page, follow them immediately, check out what they're doing, follow them. I mean, Juneteenth is going to be the one year official uh, grand opening anniversary. Is that right? That is, it is. It's our freedom. So don't forget it. <laughs> Damn straight. So hit them up. <laughs> check it out. It's a dope gym. They do dope shit. Mike, uh, Tay. Yeah. Mike. It was an underscore made by Mike. Uh, Tay Tay Wet's not even going to try and spell on that, but we'll add your, we'll add your at to, uh, <laughs> to the episode so that people can go check y'all out too. Because y'all doing dope shit too. And we really appreciate yeah. y'all being on. And talking with uh, us and, and being us stupid now. for a little yeah. bit too. Appreciate cool, cool, cool. it. Thank you very much. Nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. And also follow us at Instagram at Chalk My Back. Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Google Podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts. That's Spotify. 
new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, we had a recent uh, video, Josh, that you posted on our Instagram. And the only way that you'll see what Josh posted is if you give us a follow. Thank you again so much for listening. Have a great week. And then you put in, some, put in some bullshit at the end of this so that it'd be like a, like a post. What's good, man? Just give us a moment. You haven't heard that in a minute. Okay.